0: Where are you, fella? Ready to start your career, Fredericksburg? We're hiring claim sales and service agents. Apply online today at slash Fredericksburg. Minute Maid Slushies are back at McDonald's. And if you'd like to thank me for that information, I'll gladly take a slushie. It's more than a drink,
1: it's a McDonald's drink.
0: Right now, treat yourself to a small Minute Maid slushy, like the new strawberry watermelon flavor, for $1.59. Or try small May Cafe frappes and smoothies for just 2 bucks. Price and participation may vary, limited time only. Minute Maid is a trademark of the Coca Cola Company calling this the Chinese virus. There are reports of dozens of incidents of bias against Chinese Americans in this country. Your own aide, Secretary Azar, says he does not use this term. He says ethnicity does not cause the virus. Why do you keep using this? A lot of people say it's racist. It's not racist at all, no, not at all. It comes from China, that's why. From the highways of America, here's the podcast where we talk politics, a little entertainment, some culture, and this and that, from the road to your ears. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe.
1: And welcome to another episode of Trend Chat. I am your host, Brian Bledsoe. And if you want to connect with us, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, or TikTok, it's all the same, name at Trend Chat 24 seven and yes it came from china yes just just yeah just cut the music (laughs) um, yeah it came from china all the criticism that china is getting is well deserved and you can either call it you know the wuhan virus the wu flu the chinese virus the chinese wuhan virus the kung flu the whatever you whatever you want to call it it came from china and, you know, also China being China made it worse for the world by trying to cover it up and suppress, you know, the information for coming out and the and whoever was um, talking about what was going on. So, yeah, do not let up on China as far as the blame goes on this. And as far as what that reporter bring, bringing up is saying, um, talking about, you know, ethnicity is not a <laughs> is not You know, um, not a cause of the disease, which that's yeah. But we're talking about the location of where it came from, not not someone ethnicity. So, um, speaking of that, now see, this is one of those situations where um, for President Trump, where I that some that I feel like. He reacted the way I would, would react to someone asking such a question. Actually, I would probably would have wanted him to go a little bit further. I would, I mean, I, I like how he did it to another reporter, which that brought brought up. Um, someone said that was well, someone in his administration used the term kung Flu and how President Trump, um, just had the reporter basically said a word (laughs) say like two or three times and i mean i should have actually played that one but (laughs) that's how i probably would react i'm like well okay i mean if it if that offends you so much i mean i'm pretty sure the people republic of china thanks you for you know toting their water for them and you know just and sparing their their precious feelings but um uh, how about i call it the wuhan virus i mean that's i mean that's not calling some chinese it's just you know specifying the location where this came from like other diseases like you know spanish flu ebola et cetera. you can go on and on just if for some reason this one in particular is is a problem Mainly, all the only reason, reason it's a problem is because it's just another thing that the media just want to try to, you know, get on, try to get on the president to for, for whatever reason. Even in the midst of this pandemic, they still just can not <laughs> uh, try to just find any little thing to to try to just, you know, whatever they can to try to put president trump republicans served as in a negative light who cares what's going on in the world that's that is their single singular focus no matter what's going on no matter the disaster the pandemic <laughs> whatever <laughs> as long as if if it could make republicans look bad <laughs> that's that that is their focus from the so-called nonpartisan objective media, which again, that's if anything, you're going to hear about this podcast from many of these episodes. It's one thing I think you, I hope you would take away, um, is that, you know, the media is not objective. The media is not (laughs) nonpartisan. And they show that they've shown, they, they have showed it in the, in the years with the Trump administration, as well as, as with the Obama administration, you know how they cover both is just night and day, um, and regardless of of the two men, it's really about the party. That's what it's about. Because whatever people will say, I know some like, well, it's about Trump because of how he acts and all that. No, it could it could have been the sweetest person in the world that <laughs> that was a Republican president, and they were still treating the same way. So. And anyway didn't mean to go on on that again this is trend chat i appreciate you listening you know i'm your host brian blesso we are in wisconsin tonight broadcasting I had to think about it for a second because i've been driving through multiple states today <laughs> but um talking yeah i'm gonna talk about you know a, a bit about truck driving i guess i mean if if you don't know i'm truck driver. That's my job. What I'm doing here is a hobby. <laughs> and, um, with everything that's been going on with, uh, you know, the global pandemic that has been going on has, um, one caused a lot of panic. It's, um, I'll put it, you know, try to think of a, a comparison. So let me put it to you like this. So whenever you hear a story about a hurricane about to hit a certain region of the country. Um, then the, the people in that area tends to go out and buy all the water and just all the canned goods and everything. Cause you know, when they especially if they're going to stay and all that, they, if they want to, if they, they're they stuck in at their home with no power, they want to make sure they have enough water and, you know, non-perishable food to, to get through a week or so um, before everything Thing gets I guess going towards normal so you hear that and it happens every time pretty much whenever um, some sort of disaster especially like a hurricane and so um, and after the hurricane hits and everything so that's when um, you know truckers like myself have to go to that region and Basically restock everything because everybody just you know in a panic just bought you know, just <laughs> bought the whole store out and so then truckers had to come in especially thinking about like Katrina I remember after Katrina where you know we had to we drove down with all you know truckloads of water and all that and we're not only going to the communities as far as um. Uh, giving out supplies and all that but also going back to the stores to Walmarts and grocery stores and everything to restock the shelves so uh, alright so think of all that but instead of (laughs) this happening in one region or a couple of states imagine this happening in 50 states at the same time that is what happened last week basically with everyone just buying all the toilet paper and all the water and the hand sanitizer and all that. It basically was like a hurricane was about to hit. And everybody in the whole country did the same thing. So now, this week, I know I've been busy. <laughs> um, I shared a a post of a line of trucks at a Procter & Gamble in Pennsylvania. That it was going you know all out out in the road and I, I don't know for how long but it you know the the line of trucks were going out into the street and we're all in there trying to pick up toilet paper not only toilet paper but because prod and gamble makes other products as well um like hand sanitizer you know other paper towels and all that so we're picking up all of that and so they're busy obviously with everything that happened and we're busy as well, picking it up, trying to take it to whatever distribution center and, and, um, and whatnot. So, so there's that. And we're doing that. I mean, right now, currently I'm not picking up any of those products at this moment. What I have right now, at least. Um, and I can actually say that because, it's, uh, with everything that's been going on, having a load of toilet paper or um, hand sanitizer or whatever like that, it actually is considered um, a hot commodity, I guess, in a way. So on, on the road, um, if we get um, a load or something that is considered a high-value load, we supposed to take additional precautions, you know, to keep ourselves, you know, keep ourselves safe as far as um, when we pick up. And normally, this is uh, for when you're picking up electronics like big screen TVs, laptops, um, video game consoles, stuff like that. Now, nah, well, <laughs> for I guess for the next week or so, we <laughs> we almost got got to treat our loads of toilet paper <laughs> or whatever that has something that is, um, you know, hot on the, on the, on the market right now, which is, would be like hand sanitizer or, um, a water or anything like that. We have to treat it in the same, like it's a bit, bit screen TV back there. And, um, which I guess I give a, one example is, um, so when we go to, go to a facility to pick up whatever it is, and if, if it's considered a high value load when we pick it up we are instructed to have at least enough gas to go 200 miles reason why it's because we could pick up the load at the facility and as soon as we leave the facility we are told not to stop for at least 200 miles after we you know once we leave the facility we are told to not stop um mainly because Um, you know, a lot of people actually know where these, um, you know, companies are and what they have. (laughs) So if someone knows that Procter and Gamble has, you know, a lot of toilet paper and they see a truck coming out there, they may think that truck has toilet paper. And if they really want to, you know, get it and try to, you know, steal it from you, just like, uh, you know, big screen TVs and things, they'll follow you. Or if you, they also, you know far for telling us not to stop outside of the, uh, the facility because as soon as you go outside those gates um, and if you stop in between there, someone might get you in between. So that's why you're supposed to just keep going and try to go at least 200 miles. Anyway, we're treating toilet paper like that now. <laughs> um, I, I mean, it's not like I don't think it's stated that way. I mean, I haven't seen it, but it's also kind of implied because especially if. You're picking up in a um, in an area that's has uh, like a high crime rate, some like a place just you know uh, that is considered you know having a, a lot of <laughs> robberies <laughs> robberies happening. So so that that's what we're doing now. Uh, truck stops are <laughs> are you know as full as ever. I mean. They're always full, but they're, they're really full now But because um, we all going, <laughs> going every which way, going to this store, going here, picking up this and whatnot. And I would also say, you know, one other thing. So we are when we're bringing, you know, these these goods, whether it is toilet paper, bread, water, whatever. Um, I also want people to know, I don't know if you're going to the grocery store or whatever, um, any of these super centers or whatever thing like, like that. And you're seeing all the store, you know, the shelves are empty it, all week. You probably been going to the store and, and the shelves have been empty. And you may be thinking that, <laughs> that they're not, um, stocking the shelves at all, which is not true. I will say, I'm pretty certain every store, every grocery store is restocking. You know, they're restocking the the shelves every day. The point is, it's not being stocked fully because when everybody panicked and bought everything, when the deliveries are coming in, they're only bringing, but so much because they're not only just bringing one particular item, they're bringing a, a multitude of items. So, they may bring more now because they need more toilet paper, more water and all that. So there may be more of it, but still it, still, it still is not enough to fully stock the shelf from where it was before. So every day they may be bringing out one or two pallets um, of water or toilet paper. <laughs> so what, what is happening is, will you know, we'll deliver the load and as soon as it get off the truck, some cases it don't even get to the shelf because the people see toilet paper or see the bread or see water, whatever like that, hand sanitizer. They'll take it right off the pallet before it even hits the shelf and that, and it's gone for the day until tomorrow. And then another load will come in and there'll be, you know, the same number or maybe a little bit more. That being said, so that's what's going on. So I will say this to people who, you know, if you really want to try to get one of these items of, of all of them, um, is to try to be there early in the morning. Cause that's when a lot of the deliveries are made. Now also receiving hours at these places tend to go from, I would say 7am to 2pm. So you may get lucky if someone's delivering around noon, um, of something and they may, you know, have something there then that all that being said, if you wait until the afternoon, nine time out of 10, it's going to be already gone. Whatever that particular hot item is, at least it's going to be gone because people are going to be snatching it up all throughout the day. And so if you're going in at, you know, late afternoon, you're probably not going to find it unless um, it's it's gotten to the point to where they have stocked it up enough to where it's gotten back to where it was you know at normal at least so I, I you know i would just say that if if you're really looking to try to get some uh, you know some toilet paper because you know you, you didn't catch the rush when everybody bought all of it last week um i i will say i'm pretty sure it's getting stocked but you just got to get there early like i said get there early in the morning and um uh, catch them when they, when they come out the back with that pallet, you better catch them because, you know, depending on where you are I mean, I would say it probably is true in cities, uh, you, you know, your metro areas um, if you live in a um, you know, in a rural area, you, you probably are getting stocked up quicker, which I have af- actually have heard already from some who are living in rural areas where it's it's almost back to capacity some things are still out but it's it's it it got it has gotten stocked quicker put that way Um uh, but it, like i said metro areas are probably not not so much uh, so yeah i would say do that also i would you know want to commend uh dollar general and other stores as well other grocery stores who are like setting it's, uh, setting aside special time yeah like they're setting aside special time for the elderly to shop. Um, I think dollar general has like the first couple of hours that they're, you know, just specifying for the elderly, because again, with the whole, um, with everything, with, with the virus and all that, and with the flu, (laughs) with all that has going on, um, you know, the elderly are one of the groups of people who are, um, can be mostly affected by this um, by this disease, and so they're setting aside time not only because of that, but also because of people keep, you know, um, you know, taking <laughs> taking everything in the morning, and so that's what I was saying about getting there in the morning, and these stores are setting aside time in the morning for them to get for them to get some supplies that probably didn't get while everybody was fighting over toilet paper last week. So, um, so I, I would commend them for that for at least, you know, having, um, for thinking of them to, for, you know, for them to shop safely and get home before all the, everybody else get in there and, um, and everything. So, so, so good. So good on dollar general and like other grocery stores, I think Albertsons and others, Tom Thumb and uh, and whatnot so big big shout out to them appreciate that also again like i said um these stores you know you no know, these stores are getting stock they're getting getting their supplies and all that just you just got to get there early or just be <laughs> or maybe you know be a little bit lucky commentary as subtle as a sledgehammer this is trend chat Hello to fans of Trend Chat and Brian Bledsoe.
0: The Founding Project, an education nonprofit dedicated to civics, invites you to visit our brand new website. Visit us at thefoundingproject.com. Be a part of the civics movement with The Founding Project. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Please join us today. Hey everybody, it is Chad Prather, host of the Chad Prather Show. You are listening to Trend Chat with my man, Brian Bledsoe. Come on with it.
1: So you want to keep America great, but you don't know where to go to get some Trump-centric gear? Check out TrumpMug.com, and if you put in the code TRINCHAT, you get 10% off. So at TrumpMug.com, they have flags, coins, mugs of course. So go to TrumpMug.com, put in the code TRINCHAT, get 10% off. Again TrumpMug.com with the code TRINCHAT for 10% off. All right. so. I just noticed that um, in all of that uh, that I just said, and I also forgot in my intro to mention that we will have David J. Harris um, on and we'll play an interview we did with him at CPAC. So, uh, yeah, I totally uh, forgot to mention that first. Um, But I, I wanted to get that out there as far as for if people who are listening That wanted to, um, you know, try to, hopefully they'll help them out if they want to try to get supplies and try to get those, you know, those hot items. Like that, (laughs) that toilet paper is hot (laughs) right now. So um, thanks to the, to the Kung Flu. So, (laughs) all right. So um, now, and speaking of the Wu Flu, the Chinese virus, Chinese Wuhan virus, the virus that came from Wuhan, China if you if you don't know the virus came from china if you don't know just letting you know it it was chinese flu chinese virus so (laughs) don't let anybody tell you that it's not from china that's where it came from but but with that which has caused all this disarray everything is canceled everybody's you know you know social distancing quarantine people are i mean people seem like (laughs) look like Look like people are already going stir crazy, having cabin fever. Off of it's not even the whole week for some; <laughs> just a couple of days, they losing their mind. But um, but yeah, but with all that, you have governments around the world, including including ours, that is um, doing all they can to try to, um, you know, try to stop this, try to s- slow the spread and, and everything like that. Now, but with this. I want to go back to a quote that I mentioned last episode because I think it's something we still should be mindful of with all this is going on. So I would just just say it again. Emergencies have always been the pretext on which the safeguards of individual liberty have been eroded, which is a quote from Friedrich Hayek. Just want to mention that because that's something that we still need to be mindful of. Yes, we need to do everything we can. Yes, we should, you know, do what, you know, as much as possible to try to, you know, slow the spread and try to um, you know, get rid of this disease and let, you know, for everyone to get back to normal. But um I would say it is. And for one, you know, I'll plan a clip from the you know, press conference, uh, conference from President Trump where you know talking about, you know, all the stuff about, about the Chinese flu being racist or whatever like that, whatever. But so he has been doing press conferences daily now with the update as far as what they're doing um, uh, with everything. And I know from one of the press conferences where he mentioned, and look, this is, it's something that I think every president mentions, especially when something like this is going on, um, to try to calm the people down. It and it probably calms a lot of people down, but it doesn't calm me down. It kinda makes my eye <laughs> I know my eyebrows raise when I hear someone say this. And so, you know, President Trump was mentioning in one of the press conferences that, you know, we're gonna use the full power of the government <laughs> to, you know, to try to combat this and and, and um, I don't care if it's Obama or Trump. When someone starts the president start talking about using the full power of the government. I'm like, "Okay. <laughs> I right, that's, you know, I understand the sentiment. I understand where you're coming from, but still that still is a little always it's just a little scary. Just it, it just is. Um <laughs> because, you know, full power of the government, that that could mean a lot. <laughs> but uh and again, I'm pretty sure everyone has the best intentions for what they're trying to do and all of this. That being said, it's still with, with all these best and with all the intentions that they have, I think we still need to be mindful of what our freedoms are, what our rights are. And we should not be so quick to just, you know, lay them aside, especially when we're talking about government. Cause who, who, <laughs> Um, once you, you know, give that away, I mean one, yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe they would quote unquote, allow you to have your rights back in a way, uh, after the, whatever the tragedy is in this case, it'd be a pandemic because of the virus and all that. Yeah. That's, that could be the case, but then you're also giving them the, um, the plan (laughs) you're giving them a idea as far as, okay, this is what we can do if, or we can take advantage of it next time to make this permanent <laughs> or something like that. Just, you know, just for the government to continue to grow power. And that's just natural really for the government to do. Um, one, because you have people in government. And so, yeah, of course, they you know, they're going to want to keep power, not only just, for the fact that just to have power, <laughs> but just to one to keep their own job It could be as simple as that, really. Anyway, like I said, even with these best intentions, because I'm hearing, you know, you see stories about pretty much across the country where, um, you know, governments and state, local governments are out here forcing private business businesses to close. And that should not be the case. Now, should they close? That's on them. That's what it should be on. It should be their choice to close, and it should be the people's choice that they want to go there. Now, a lot of these places, movie theaters, a lot of these places are shut down already. But to have the government just come in and basically just use the fact that this is going on to just come in, just to come in and just uh, take over basically um and enforce and private businesses to do to do something like this is yeah that's um it should be talked about more but it seems to be everyone everyone really tends to be for the most part kind of like yeah that's fine not even really throwing a fuss about it and i mean i can like i said i understand the sentiment of it But I don't, you know, this is not something I'm not cheering for. Like, yeah, that's what we, you know, yeah, yay, government. Yeah, take over. (laughs) That's that's something I'm definitely not going to be doing. (laughs) And um, now here's something a little more controversial in the sense. And um, in the sense of, I know most people probably heard about uh, people who have bought. I mean, one, you heard about everyone buying all the toilet paper and all that. But then you have some people who were buying like thousands of all, of all these items and then selling it for, um, two, three, ten times as much, um, on Amazon, eBay or whatever. And kind of like, again, like a hurricane or whatever where people start selling gas for, uh, 20 bucks a gallon all of a sudden. And it's called, you know, price gouging and people, really uh, really can't stand when people are, are doing that and it's understandable um, you know I don't think it's right I don't think you you should do that That being said, I don't think you should be um, cheerleading the government seizing someone's property because that's basically what happened in Tennessee <laughs> um, Tennessee Kentucky, I forgot what it was but um yeah. I mean, the guy was selling was, well, he wanted to sell it for exorbitant prices and all that. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. That was, yeah. I, I don't like that. He did that. That being said, I don't think it was right for the government to come in and take his property because he did pay for it. <laughs> it is his. He did pay for it. So for them to c- come around and then just seize it. I mean, I gonna understand the word. Okay. Amazon, eBay they, um, you know, um, they, um, just, you know, suspended his account and all that because of what he was doing. That's on them. If that's what they want to do, that's, that's, that's up to them. Um, but yeah, my thing is that as someone who believes in a free market, see the thing about this is that unfortunately we doesn't, re- we don't really have like a real true free market. So when it comes to Stuff like price price gouging, it's a little little difficult, really, because if we did have a you know a real free market, there will be other people that will be competing, and he wouldn't be able to sell that for you know such a high price because there'll be others selling for cheaper, like a free market. And who knows that maybe would have would have happened. But anyway, all that being said. I mean, the guy had to donate it because, like I said, the the sites wouldn't um, let him sell it anyway. Um, I just really didn't like the fact that you know he had everything seized; that they just went to his storage unit where he had all the stuff and they just took it. Um, well, they was going to take it, I I, th- I think he ended up just donating it. But um, but yeah, it, it donated it because he had to. Really, <laughs> it wasn't the fact that it, you know that's what he was going to do. Cause obviously he was out to sell it. So, um, but yeah, but you know, I feel like even at times like these, unfortunately, um, even we as conservatives, I think we're kind of, uh, putting our principles on the back burner just because of, you know, of, of a little bit of tough times all, all of a sudden, you know, I mean, it's easy to talk about limited government, you know, decentralized federal, you know, government and, you know, until it affects you and you're, you're made to to feel a little uncomfortable and have to make some, you know, difficult decisions and and whatnot. It's all of a sudden, you know, you don't, don't really want to, limited government is not really something you want to talk about now, especially if you're a politician, like, you know, if you're like a, a representative or a senator or mayor or whatever like that. And you start talking about limited government right about now. <laughs> um, Yeah. Yeah. You get destroyed across the board. You you have media, you know, constituents, all that. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Talking about limited government at this particular time is not, you know, not the cool thing to do right now. That being said, I mean, if you, you know, I would say if you believe in your principles, they should be. You know, you hold on to your principles no matter the, what's going on. Um, but that seems not to be the case because, you know, it's a, uh, oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, too, too many people, you know, vastly undervalue our rights and just like want to carelessly give them away just to feel secure or some sort of safety. Um, I mean, unfortunately. I mean, I mean, we really play too fast and loose with the, with our freedoms. Honestly, I mean, I mean, just really think about it, because even we as conservatives, I mean, kind of feel like we're kind of getting complacent, and I feel like we um, we're kind of treating our principles as conditional. Um, in this sense, some of us, I mean, some of us are not, but there's some that all of a sudden just have, um, just. Kind of want to just uh, hand over everything to the government. All of a sudden, I mean, uh, (laughs) you send up. Was talking about limited government yesterday, and now all of a sudden, you like okay, let's yeah, just take over, do do whatever you want, and uh, that's okay. (laughs) But um, again, like I said, um, unfortunately, you know, too many people. I said, and like, like I said already, just we. We don't really value our rights and that's unfortunate because, um, we won't realize it and, you know, until they're lost, until our rights are gone. And then it's too late when that happens. Also, then maybe, <laughs> maybe some, some of us may never realize that, but, but you know, who will realize it or at least will feel the effect of it? It'll be the next generation
0: politics and other stuff maybe this is trend chat with your host brian bledsoe
1: hello this is brian bledsoe host of trend chat also contributor at politichicks.com here to tell you about the new book called politichicks a clearing call to political activism with over 300 pages from contributors like myself talking about topics such as education social issues health care the second amendment and of course activism i encourage you all to check it out at politichicks.com and is also available at amazon and barnes and noble
0: Hey, what's up? This is Kai Jones, and you're listening to me on Trend Chat.
1: We here at Trend Chat. We are proud to be part of the 1776 Militia. Check out 1776United.com. They have a wide array of clothing, hats, shirts, art, and more that is fiercely patriotic and stylish to match. Go to 1776United.com, and if you put in the code TRENCHAT, you get 20% off your first purchase. Again, 1776United.com. Put in the code TRENCHAT for 20% off. All right, so get to our interview with uh, David j harris jr and like i said this was back at cpac and yeah we got a chance to speak with him for a couple minutes so without further ado oh here's here's an interview with um, david j harris Hello, this is Trent Chat and we are very pleased to have David Harris Jr. with us. He's a political commentator, author, just all around awesome guy. Just I know a lot of times I see his videos where he's going on, on the airport with his <laughs> with his MAGA hat on and everything. Just glad to have him on. How you doing?
0: I'm doing amazing, my brother. How are you?
1: So like I said, I've been following you on social media and everything and one thing I've been asking everyone right now. Because the theme of CPAC is America versus socialism. And I've just been asking everyone, how have we gotten to this point that this is even a question that... This is the actual uh, threat now, especially with, like, Democratic uh, candidates. Well, I I think it's proof that uh, our
0: government-ran education has failed us. When you've got close to 80 to 90% in a lot of schools and universities that the teachers and the the faculty, uh, the professors, are, are liberals. They are our students are being taught something that is not the American way of life they're being taught that capitalism is wrong and they've been slowly dripped slowly dripped this idea that somehow socialism is this achievable utopia well, when it's not but the, the fact that we've got so many openly socialist uh, people running for president as democrats and the fact that they've gotten as much appeal as they do, it proves that our schooling system and our education system has failed us as americans and that's why parents should uh do a lot more to make sure that they unindoctrinate their kids once they get out of school if not pull them out of school put them in a private school or something like that altogether.
1: and so with the i guess it's a somewhat credible threat of socialism so what what do you think as far as 20 you know in 2020 as far as the election, how do you think that would go
0: well, I absolutely believe that Donald Trump will win and he'll, he'll be reelected because he's done so much for this country in the last three years. You know, people want to try to give Obama credit for the current economy. Obama himself said that all these jobs aren't going to come back. And then what Donald Trump did when he when he became president was he immediately started to undo a lot of what Obama had did in the first place. He was, uh, he was undoing regulations, he was undoing restrictions uh, on corporations. Um, and uh, the media gave him crap for it constantly. So you can't have it both ways. Either either, either Trump undid everything Obama did and made it a mission to do that, um, or, or he didn't. And if he did, then do those things and undo what Obama did, then Obama can't take credit for it and people can't give him credit for it.
1: And so I noticed... That- From following on social media that you are a fellow at the Falkirk Center in Liberty University. Um, For people that don't know, uh, what is that?
0: So the Falkirk Center was put together by uh, Charlie Kirk and Jerry Falwell Jr. that understand that there's a rise among appeal um, in the church towards socialism. And there's a lot of believers that don't understand the biblical foundations that actually make a case for capitalism and limited government. Um, As well as, you know, it makes a very strong case for cherishing the lives of all babies, born or unborn. So the Falkirk Center is uh, uh, several of us that have been chosen to represent Christ in media um, and, uh, and and try to combat that rise of socialism that's especially happening in the church. Um, so that's what the fall is all about
1: okay and also something that I came across that actually I just saw today actually is an advertisement for promise keepers and I saw you on it and so tell us about that
0: Promise Keepers was an amazing movement. It's a, a movement for men, of men, uh, to get together and to to be held accountable, to hear stories from other men that have really transcended uh, a lot of adverse situations and scenarios and conditions. Uh, it's a chance and an opportunity for men to come together, to worship together, to seek God together, and to make an agreement to be the ba- best man we can be for uh, ourselves, for our families, for our children, for our community. Um, and, and I'm honored to be a part of it. Um, and I actually got a special code. If somebody wants to order tickets for Promise Keepers, use the code David, and they'll save twenty bucks on their ticket. I'll be there. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to absolutely be an amazing event at AT&T Stadium, July 31st and August 1st.
1: All right. So. Um... one thing I mentioned in the intro that you are an author so tell people about your book
0: yeah my book my first book is why I couldn't stay silent Uh, you can get that on audible or you can order from my website at davidharrisjr.com and I share you know why I support this president I talk about some of the things that the mainstream media swept underneath the rug when it came to when it came to Obama and Hillary and I talk about why this election this coming election is is of utmost importance and why we need to uh, get four more years of this current administration
1: okay now one last thing is um so, like I said, I've seen you do the, you know, videos. You go to, go in the airport, you go on a plane, you have your MAGA hat on, you turn it backwards. So, from all the times you've done it, what has been the reception when that happens? I mean, is it... Half and half, positive or is it, I don't know. Let me ask you.
0: I get a lot of positive feedback. I get a lot more. I like your hats than you would think, or that most people would think. Uh, and it also gives me an opportunity to have open dialogue with individuals that don't understand what my hat means or don't understand why I am wearing the hat. Uh, but I, I encourage everybody to wear their hats or so, so, to show support for the president, especially uh, on airplanes and in uh, and in airports, because nobody's going to do anything in an airport. There's a lot of security everywhere, so it's kind of a free place. Uh, should be a safe place for conservatives to actually show the support for the president.
1: All right. And if people want to get in contact with you and know more about you on social media, where would they go?
0: David J. Harris Jr. on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And then you can also get those links at davidharrisjr.com. All
1: right. Thanks so much for your time.
0: Thank you, Brian. God bless you, brother.
1: All right. Thanks to David Harris Jr. for joining us. And again, like I mentioned, well, for one, um, that was at CPAC. <laughs> and, you know, I think about it. If CPAC was maybe what, one or two weeks later, if I'm pretty sure it would have been canceled uh, with everything that's you know, been going on, which I would understand. I mean, entertainment. Sports, whatever, it's, like I said earlier, everything has been canceled for the most part. Um, you know, it's really just if you're just going to work, but anything that has to do with so, anything that's particular, you know, I guess you would say it's optional, really. And when sports and entertainment and, you know, the big scheme of things is optional. So it's not something you have to do. And so it, um, and, you know, I understand why. Um, all these cancellations that's been going on and, um, everything that they're asking as far as, you know, social distancing and everything like that. And I don't know how many people, I I mean, I think they're getting it now. Um, the more information that is going out, but one thing I will say, if you don't really understand it, I will say this, especially, um, it's not about people like you yourself getting sick, which it's something you should, should consider, but it's also the fact of spreading it around before you even know you're sick. Right. Because one of the things is that it can take, as they say, two to 14 days before you even show symptoms. So in those two to 14 days, if you are, if you do have the Wu flu, the Kung flu, the Chinese flu, the whatever, if you have, that, if you have that, (laughs) um, and, um, In those two to 14 days, most people tend to interact with people, like maybe hundreds of people a day, just going around here and there, going to the, you know, going to the supermarket, going to the gym, going to like you're, you're, you know, around people all day for one day, right? Now imagine adding one day on top of, let's say for if it goes the whole 14 for you even showing the symptoms. In 14 days, two weeks, right? <laughs> you have, you have, you know, spread this around for, to maybe thousands of people in two weeks. And so you take those thousands of people that you have spread it around and then those thousands of people don't show symptoms and they spread it to another thousand and it just goes and goes and goes. So I think you, I mean, I hope that explains it a little bit to some someone who may not understand as far as why these um, cancellations and why they want to try to keep people, you know, um, you know, a few feet away from each other until they are able to, you know, get to the bottom of all this. And so and like I said, you know, with CPAC, um, you had the one and as of right now, still haven't heard of anyone else uh, testing positive from CPAC. Um, other than that one person. So still haven't heard thing. It's been more than two weeks since um since CPAC. That being said, even though I'm saying about entertainment pretty much for the most part is canceled. I said for the most part because last <laughs> you know, on last episode I talked about WWE were still going forward with their biggest event of the year called WrestleMania. And I <laughs> This is, you know, for people who don't know anything about wrestling, you know, whatever, if you don't, you know, if you don't like it, but understand what WrestleMania normally is every year. It is an event where people from around the globe and all 50 states go to wherever it is. So this year would have been Tampa Bay and we're talking about over at least 150,000 people all in one area. And it, you know, maybe eighty thousand in the arena, in the stadium at the Raymond J. James Stadium with Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who actually um, going to have Tom Brady as their quarterback next year. Anyway, <laughs> um, but um, so this huge global event, basically what it would have been, uh, would have had all those people in the same area, <laughs> and um, I just knew with everything that was going on. Okay. Eventually this is going to get canceled because they would have been the only event. If this would have went down, that would have had something to this scale going on. And I can only imagine what the, the reception that would have, I mean, the publicity would have been. Yeah. Anyway, that being said, it's not canceled. Actually, it's just been changed. So they're going to have the event, but it's going to be in an empty arena or basically no fans. Put it that way, because um, so they're still going to have the event. They split it into two uh, two nights, so it's going to be on Saturday and Sunday. So they're um, you know they're going to do some things and change everything around, but they're still going through with the event, but they're just not going to have people there. So, they cancel, you know, that part. People can get refunds, you know, wherever you got your tickets from and all that. So, so yeah, they're still going forward with it. I mean, I've been watching, you know, just to talk about wrestling for a little bit, I guess for a second. Um, I've been watching these empty arena shows from not only WWE, but also, also um, AEW, which is on TNT. I've been watching those and they've been quite entertaining. And to think about it, it's the only form of live entertainment that is... I think it is. Live entertainment as far as sports entertainment, I guess, in a way. That's going on anywhere, I think. (laughs) And, um... But, yeah. Anyway, so I just wanted to mention that because I mentioned it last episode. and Just got a... I got two more things. One is, um... Well, just heard about Tulsa Gabbard. She officially dropped out. I mean, even though... I mean, she was pretty much out of it a long time ago, but she officially dropped out and endorsed Joe Biden. Uh, Bernie Sanders still holding on, even though Joe Biden has gotten a pretty good lead on him. So it's pretty much it's coming down to Biden pretty much now. Um, it's only a matter of uh, when um, Bernie's going to drop out. I don't know is he if he's going to wait and try to take it all the way to the convention. I don't know, but. It seems like Democrats have chosen the tried and true slow socialism as they um, normally do, as, as opposed to going all, you know, all in on you know, full blown socialism with Bernie. So anyway, th- you know, that's kind of not much is really going on there because obviously with everything going on. Last thing before we go, want to say this. Want to make sure I mention this first before I really get into this part. I Brian Bledsoe am not a financial advisor. Just want to mention that. Just want to make sure I made that clear. I am not a financial advisor. So hear that. But let me say now, let me say that first. Now I would say With everything that's been going on, y'all know you've been seeing everything about the stock market. Stock market been dropping, you know, like a rock. And so, um, so yeah. All I will say is this. If you think the stock market is going to go back, I ain't saying it's going to like just explode, but if you think over time in the next year, two years, whatever, if you think at some point, (laughs) the stock market is going to get back to to the point it was before it dropped. Just I'm just going to go right there. I'm just going to stop right there. Not going any higher or anything. But if you think it's going to get back to the point of where it was before all of this happened with the pandemic, if you think it's going to get back that far, I would advise you to buy stock. <laughs> if you got some extra money laying around, I would advise to buy some stock. You know why? Because it like I said, the stock market dropped like a rock. There are some stocks out there that dropped almost 80%. <laughs> now, like I I'm going to say again, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not no stockbroker. <laughs> all I would just say is that if you can find one and find the ones that are going to be able to survive all of this that is going on and get the right stock for one, um, If it goes back to where it was before all this happened, you can make, I would say double, (laughs) at least double because it fell so far down. (laughs) If the stock fell so far, if you buy, you can buy all this pretty much cheap stock or cheaper stock. And then if it rises back to the level of what it was before, right there, you already made, you know, at least at least double. Or a little, or you make money, put it that way. <laughs> Again, like I said, I'm not a financial advisor, but I would, I'm pretty sure I'm not, I know I'm not the first one that's saying this, but if you got some money and, um, and you have some knowledge or know someone that has some knowledge as far as stock, I would buy some stock because you know, if you get the right one, who knows where <laughs> you, I mean, you can, yeah. It, I mean, it just depends on how much money you got. So, <laughs> but um, I, I just want to mention that. I mean, that's that's my little advice again, again, again. I am not a financial advisor, so take that with a grain of salt. But maybe, you will, maybe just look into it. That's all I'll say. Just me, you know, look into it. I'll put it this way: I'm buying stock. <laughs> then again, in <laughs> in a year or so, I might be. The, might be the one crying about it saying i lost all my money so hey again like i said i'm trying it i'm i think it will bounce back anyway thank you for listening and until next time we'll chat with you later
0: Want to hear some inside scoop? If your kids are as ready to go back to school as mine are, you got to check out Kohl's. I got my daughters the cutest sew for under 18 Jan Jansport backpacks for 25% off, and 30% off Levi's jeans for me. I even saved an extra 15% and picked up Kohl's cash. So, yeah, not sure who's more excited right now, me or the girls. Select styles, 15% offer ends August 15th. Levi's coupons do not apply. Send us apply. See store kohl's account for details.
1: This Friday and Saturday, get in for a better
0: breakfast at Wendy's and get it for free. Yes, free. That's a bacon or sausage,
1: egg, and Swiss breakfast croissant for free. As in free. No catch. So in other words, breakfast, free. Croissant, free. At Wendy's, free. Friday and Saturday, free. August 13th and 14th. Get yours during breakfast hours, only at Wendy's.
0: Limit one per person per day. Participant in Wendy's. No substitutions. Not valid within combo or with other offer while supplies last.